Good evening, all of you shakers, groovers, and movers. Welcome to another fun-filled, exciting episode of the Action Cartoon Brothers. I'm your host, Benny K. And I'm your host, Matthew Lewis. And I'm not going to do that anymore. I, say, <laughs> if I assumed as much, you were going to do that. No, I think it is. Look, the best part, he's one of the best parts of the core. Uh, it, it, really, it really is. Oh. Um, and uh, as you may have guessed, this is our episode doing the next three episodes of Legend of Korra. Yep. Episodes so, four through six. Correct. Oh, yeah. And starting right off with episode four, The Voice in the Night. Oh, yeah. We begin with Korra being attacked by equalists. Yep. Bursting into a room at night on Airbender Island. And as she tries and fails miserably, Amon comes in and he's like, Ah, I'll take your bending, and then everything will be into my plan. And immediately, as his hand goes towards her face, she wakes up from her nightmare. Yep, screaming, oh my goodness. So it's just like, oh, it's just a nightmare. She's that scared of Amon. Oh, Korra, scared? <laughs> Never. <laughs> yep. Uh, we see our first council meeting, and we meet Tarlock. Oh, Tarlock. Yep, he is going to be a very important character for the series, obviously. I, I could never tell. <laughs> um, but Tarlock is talking to the council about how he wants to make a task force to take Amon down. Yep. Tenzin, in usual Tenzin manner, is like, this is, no, this is a horrible idea. We want to try to keep benders and non-benders from getting into fights. If we go out, if we go and attack Amon when we're not ready, this could make things worse. Yep, and he's very, very worried. But Tarlock continues to be like, no, this is a great idea. And I'm like, well, that could be a really cool idea for a weird police sting for Amon. That'd be really cool. And obviously the council decides to agree with Tarlock. Oh, and also he mentions Yakon. Someone that Aang had to deal with years ago. Who could that be? Dum dum dum. dum. Who is this Yakon? What could it have to do with anything? We'll find out way, way, way later. <laughs> but, but first, before we go into that, before we go into that, Mako is walking away from work. Oh, I was going to say, before that, oh. we see uh, Korra doing some more training on Airbender Island when another evil radio broadcast from Amon oh, right, freaks yeah. her out once again. Because Amon can, you know, hack do propaganda. Yeah, hack radios and do propaganda. <laughs> How does that even work in that time period? <laughs> you know, I don't question it because it's it, it's in the uh, last Airbender. Yeah, it's magic. So <laughs> it, it's it's magic, not not chi and actually keeping your state of mind and yeah, all that. No, it's just it's, magic. It's probably just some kind of weird, crazy tech magic. Now Mako, mm-hmm. because it, Ma- Mako's just you know getting out of work, you know, doing his usual thing, and he gets hit by a moped. Yep. And he's all like, oh, watch where you're going, you beautiful lady. Yep, and this is the introduction to Asami. And regarding Asami, her this is what I tried to bring up last time we had Not the episode. Yet. Well, I'm bringing up her VA. Oh, her VA. Yeah, her VA, I think it's pronounced Seychelle Gabrielle. She played UA in the live action. The Avatar really? The last yeah, she was UA at the end. Sorry, folks, I told you we weren't going to bring that up, but we did anyway. <laughs> yep, yeah, she uh, redeems herself with being Asami, who is going to be a great character, who is going to, well, I'm not going to spoil anything, but yes. She is very, very cool, and she is very, very smooth. Oh my goodness, is she ever. <laughs> immediately picking up Ma- Mako for a date, which is like, whoa, she's really Get- good. And moving fast, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, after the, after she's like, hey, let's uh, let's go on a date. 
Um, we cut back to Airbender Island where Korra and all of the Airbenders are having a nice little dinner. Yep, nice and dinner. And it's and it's in is interrupted by guess who? Tarlock. Once again. Oh, you guys! I'm hungry. You wouldn't, you know put this old starving man away i'm like tarlock i already know i'm gonna love it and hate you yep and of course pima is very very pissed about this <laughs> but he of course sits down and begins to eat and talks to cora saying ah oh, you are the avatar i'm getting a little task force up and running uh would you mind and she refuses of course because cora's too scared to fight simon <laughs> no no she's uh practicing her airbending and yeah, she's yeah, really yeah, focused right. oh yes you're too busy too busy and Tarlock at first is surprised, but in usual, I can't really say villainous way, but he really acts like one. He's very slick and sinister seeming, vaguely. Um, he's like, oh, okay, but I'm not giving up on you. Yep. Sounds like a creeper if I ever heard. <laughs> yeah. And it gets another funny comment from Iki about this weird ponytail man. <laughs> the weird ponytail man who smells like a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to a mega fancy date with Asami and Mako. <laughs> ah, yes. Um, they, it's all going well. Asami is a big fan of the fire parrots, yep. so that's a plus. And Mako's like, you know, oh, you know, it, it's not, it's nothing, it's no big deal. So she brings up the championship. She's like, yeah, I want to see you guys in the championship. Which makes Mako sad because, well, they're financially not well. Yeah, they're very well, not well off with the 30,000 yuan they still need for that sweet tournament. Which she actually does bring up. And before she could say much about it, a waiter, a random waiter goes, Yo main course, Miss Sato. Bum bum bum. Sato? Of the Sato-mobile of Hiroshi Sato who invented cars in this universe? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's no big deal. It's Asami's father. <laughs> yep. We find out now that, well, it's, uh, Asami's dad is the one who creates all the cars, the Satomobiles, yep. at this point. And which she immediately follows up with, want to meet my dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, you know, smooth. He is OG smooth. Ridiculous. Cut to Korra sitting on the steps of Airbender Island. And, and Bolin, best yeah, character. Coming up with some very cute gifts for her, just to be like, hey, Cora, what's up? I don't miss you. And then... Well, now it was because of the whole saving of Amon. Yeah, save, which, yeah you saved my life. That was really scary. And she's and just like, yeah, let's she, not talk about it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. She's like, huh. And then some rando decides to come in and says, hey, Tarlock decided to give you this literally giant gift basket that's almost as tall as me. <laughs> yep. And he wants you to reconsider, which, again, Cora refuses. Yep, and of course, Bolin's like, who's this guy? Is he giving you trouble? I'm immediately overly jealous of this weird one. She's just like, he's some old guy. <laughs> yeah, so, some old guy from the council. You know, after he threatened to beat him up, she just mentions, oh, no, just some old guy from the council. And he's just instantly cool with yeah, it. Yeah, that's fine. Not, that's, that's, not good. Scared, that's good. Not scared that he, you know, wanted to beat up a councilman or anything. <laughs> yeah, or that this weird old older guy is seemingly flirting with Korra. <laughs> right. Um, then we get another cut to Mako, and, and this time... Hiroshi Sato and yep. Asami, of course, but um, he, he starts he starts saying, he starts off by, you know, oh, do you like this? Oh, that's nice. So I hear you dirt, dirt poor. Just as smooth as Asami, <laughs> I guess. Yep. And after this whole spiel that every company owner gets about how they started off in humble beginnings, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, that typical fashion, Asami's like, dude, just, just tell him what you're going to, just tell him the good news. So... Future Industries is what it's called? Yep. Future Industries, 
that is going to sponsor the fire ferrets. I mean, obviously they have to wear the the logo on their uniform, but yep, they're going to take care of all of the all of the financial hubbub. Yep. And Mako, of course, is ecstatic and does not deny this. Yeah, that's an incredible gift. Oh my god, thank you so much, sir. And it's just great. And cut back to Korra, who has had a car bought for her. By... <laughs> an entire Sato machine. Yeah, an entire, <laughs> entire car bought by Tarlock. This is getting real weird. Not creepy at all. <laughs> yeah, no, not, not creeperish at all. But Tenzin decides to actually like go and talk to Korra and ask the big question. Yep. Are you are you doing all right? Yeah, are you and, okay? And you know, Cora being the uh, hard-headed lady that she is, is just like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, just studying up. And Tenzin, you know, is like, dude, it's okay to be afraid. Everyone's afraid. I'm afraid. You're allowed to be afraid. Yeah. Just, just like, if you want to talk, I'm always here, and that's where they leave it because Cora just sits there in silence. Yep. She refuses to admit anything regarding Aman or the things that she's seen already. We cut to the Korra going to a very fancy party with another invitation from Sato. From, uh, the, the, la- from the last Tarlock. gift of Tarlock, which yep. is actually an invitation to a big old dinner party in her honor. Yep, and it is some really gorgeous, beautiful music at the party. The music oh. that was really, really good in that scene. Mm, oh my goodness, was it ever. <laughs> and that's and that's when Korra first finds out about Mako and Asami. Yep, she's immediately a little bit shook by it. But then, of course, while they're introducing everyone we see Lynn once again entirely dunking on Korra about how because, she has not Lin, done, in, yeah. in typical Beifong yeah. manner yeah she's just like Korra you haven't done anything to deserve this you're wasting your time and this is which, stupid you're stupid <laughs> which, which also adds on to everything that Korra is feeling she's uh, just she's a little like uh, about this yep. but then that's when Tarlock reveals his sinister plan <laughs> in the form of a press conference where every yep. single question was like Amon is at large why are you not joining the task force they're literally asking all of the questions that you know Tarlock, Tarlock would be like yes <laughs> yes and giving into the fear she's she shows uh, Cora decides to show a false sense of courage by saying look I'm not afraid of anything if this is the case if this is what you all think I'm joining the task force yeah, and then Tarlock's like, yeah, I did it, I won. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, nah, money's mine. <laughs> money's, money's mine. <laughs> and then, let's say, after Korra does, she gives a very good wrestling promo where she grabs the mic and is just like, that coward am I, I'm gonna, we're, we're gonna beat him, we're gonna do the, I'm gonna join the task force. Cut to a very, very cool, like, police sting operation on a uh, training camp for mm-hmm. the people. For, for the cheap blockers. Yeah, yeah, it was a really, really cool scene with them just sneaking around, looking inside of the base, and just like... Right, and a brief moment where um, Korra sees Amon's face, and she's like, eep! Yeah. But and other than that, everything about that is, you know, amazing. Yeah, like, a, they, they get all, like, around... Um, um, I almost said Amon. Tarlock's, like, you know, doing some hand motions, they're getting water ready, and then he's just... They just go in. They just, yeah, they're just boom. Like, silently water bending water, just like a, like a like a battering ram, just getting it ready, like a really cool police thing. It was oh, fantastic. It, it was it was amazing. <laughs> but and of course the mission is a success. Yeah, they managed and, to capture a bunch of them, and they managed to stop this training camp. It's great. And uh, at a pre- another press conference, one person's like, "Amon is still at large. Why oh, haven't you done that, it?" That's that's oh. later. First, we oh. have after the very cool uh, break in. 
we find out that Cora is missing her pro-bending practice with the guys. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bolin is very, very upset about this, and, like... Ma- Mako is, well, Mako about yeah, it. Yeah, Mako's like, whatever, she's just not here, she's busy or whatever. And then we have the second press conference where right. she goes all wrestling promo once again. Where she's, <laughs> where it's like, wait, why haven't you done anything to get him on? Because he's a coward. We're gonna go to, what was it, Avatar Island? Uh, I think it's Airbender Island. Air, no, no, it no, was, not Airbender, it was the, it's the, the one with the statue. Yeah, the one with Avatar the Avatar statue yeah. memorial. Oh, it's yeah, it's like Avatar Memorial Island at, at midnight, so we can go mano a mano. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. And so she it goes there to wait. But before that, we get a small but very important detail yep. about Mako. Another very cute date for Asami and Mako having a coach ride. Where we find the importance of Mako's red scarf he's been wearing since the first episode. Yeah, because Asami, Asami's all, oh, but I got you a scarf. Did you not like it? He's like, no, no, no. It, it, yours was great. This one, however, the one I'm wearing is my dad's. And she, which immediately Asami's like, oh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I, and she drops that she lost her mom when she was very young as well. Yep. Specifically, find out that a firebender killed his parents in front of Mako. Yes. Well, I mean. We we established that in the uh, last episode of did this. They, did they say specifically a firebender that did it? Yeah, yeah. He's, he talked about how a, a firebender cut them down yeah, in front right of him. Yeah, right in front of his eyes, like a real Batman scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, the scarf is important to him because of that. And then we cut to Korra, where everyone's telling her, don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> even Dude, even Tarlock is like, hey, look, Tenzin, I told her not to do this either. And Tarlock actually having a brief moment of being a good guy is just like, look, we've got people watching the island anything goes wrong, we can at least go in and help. And Korra just waits, getting skittish over every teeny tiny uh, sound. She speedboats a boat across the water very coolly, and then she just pops up there, chills out, and waits all night. (laughs) And at midnight, Amon doesn't show up, and so she's like, huh, whatever. Yeah, who's scared now? Starts walking, and is ambushed. Yep, immediately Bolo tied around the legs and dragged into a dark room. Where she uses her firebending with a very cool lighting sequence. Oh my goodness, I love that so much. <laughs> where it's like just her, like very light burst of light with just surrounded entirely by chi blockers. And she's just like, oh god. <laughs> she gets chi blocked and held up, and Amon shows up. He's like, ah, yes, I got your invitation. Cora is not literally, but she probably was wetting herself in fear. Yeah, it was an insane. Amon goes to reach down and just lifts her face up and says, no, 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 no. I'm not going to take your bending away just now. If we do that, people are going to rally around you because you'd be a martyr. And all benders benders would be like, yeah, this is great and all. So, no. Um, we're we're going to have our fight, but I'm saving you for last. Yeah, I was just saying, you're, it's going to be very, very public when we go to, when it goes down. Yeah, and then knocks her out, and then we, we have a very important flashback that shows older Aang, we see older Sokka, and we see an older Toph. And a couple of other mystery people. Yeah, and a couple of other mystery people. And after all of that, in brief flashes, mind you. Mm-hmm. After all of these brief flashes, Tenzin runs up and is like, Cora, are you okay? Can you still bend? And of course, she can still bend. And that's when she just breaks down, bawling, revealing just how scared she really is. Yep, and how terrified of terrifying Amon truly is. And, and how she has no idea what she can do. Yeah. And of course, Tenzin gives the uh, gives the assuring, you know, bringing this out in the open is a hard step, but it's very important uh, to you know to facing your fears. And that's where the episode cuts. Oh yeah. See, 
this is what I'm liking about Legend of Korra. Mm-hmm. It's episodes like this. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the, you know, pro-bending and, mm-hmm. like, the stuff that isn't focused on Amon and the Equalists. Yeah. But I like how, just like in Avatar The Last Airbender, they can do this, and it makes it just makes it all so much better. And I feel like this is going to have much darker tones than... It already has. In, yeah, it's yeah, been yeah way exactly. Way scarier already. <laughs> Ooh, my goodness. This... And, of course, like, I'm still all about Korra's weird dude. She's such a... I think she's a very well-written character in the garden side. She's so flawed. Yeah. She's so... Like, yeah, she is very inexperienced, and but she's so, like, headstrong and determined that she won't admit she's scared. It was yeah, just, yeah, very, very cool I mean, you her. show more and more her flaws. They focus on that because, you know, she had all that raw power, and she still doesn't know how to airbend, so she can't really rely on all of that raw power. She has to actually learn mm-hmm. how to, and, oh, they just do this so well. It is so good. And just, like, the music and the lighting effects and everything, it is just a very beautiful mm-hmm. show. It's yes, it perfect. is. Let's go to episode five, Spirit of Competition. Oh, Speaking my. of pro-bending. Yes. The last time announcer opens with blatantly saying that Korra is very much into Mako. Just confirming that for everybody who didn't know Oh, yeah. Aware. Just straight, straight up. So, after the little introduction thing by yeah. the announcer, we start with the fire ferrets actually training. Like, all three of them. Yep, uh, some more fun pro-bending. And then, of course, they do a team huddle, which is an overt love triangle gag. <laughs> yeah, seriously. They're all looking at each other like, yeah, Bolin looks at Korra, and then Korra's just like, eh, 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 looks at Mako. And Mako's, and Mako's like, like, meh. <laughs> Not and for it. So, he gives a really good pep talk. They're all like, yep. he's like, yeah, pep talk, championship, let's do this. Yep, setting up the theme of the episode. And <laughs> And then girlfriend yep. decides to pop Asami in. Asami comes up and with the labeled outfits, and they look uh, they look fine. They look good. I yeah, think. They, 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 the uniforms look great. Mako and uh, Asami just you know they have the cute boyfriend girlfriend moment. It's so gag inducing. Yeah, and then uh, of course Korra's just like real upset, staring at them all pissed off. And then we cut to Bolin and Mako just hanging out in the locker room. And Bolin asks, hey, what do you think about dating Korra? And Mako's just like, yeah, I could, but I'm kind of dating Asami right now. He's like, not for you, for me. <laughs> he's like, he's like, dude. dude. And Mako's like, dude, I, I get that you like her, but you should wait because dating a teammate yeah, is, I thought that is was, really, really bad. I thought that was really funny that they actually pointed that out. And that's, like, that's true. It's like, yeah, dating somebody who's your teammate, in the, especially in the middle of the championship, yeah. is a terrible idea. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad they pointed that out, too, because it's very true. <laughs> Um, and uh, as as the guys are talking, Cora yep. uh, has a bit of a girl talk with Janora and Iki. Yeah, uh, yeah, they get give her hilarious stories. Or oh, like, Janora gives a very hilarious romance story about about uh, how Cora should you know burn down an entire country <laughs> and then jump in a volcano. <laughs> while Iki, in typical little girl fashion, is like, dude, just you know make a love potion so that you can <laughs> insert a whole bunch of yeah, little girl fantasies funny. here. And then, of course, Pima finally exposed as a home record tells about how she stole Tenzin from someone. From and, someone. From someone, as it remains ambiguous. And, and Cora's yeah, yeah, like, what did you do? She's like, I just literally confessed to Tenzin, and, well, yeah, here we are. Said, like, oh, I couldn't see him with the wrong person. Also, I found out that Pema's voice actor is Maria Bamford, who's a comedian that I really like. She's been a ton of podcasts and a ton of stuff. She's hmm. you'd probably recognize her if you saw her. I, well, I, I probably would if I saw her. Yeah, but that's I very love her interesting. Stuff. She's very very cool. She's such very, a, very funny. Such a mild mannered girl, and she's a comedian. Yeah, she's very funny. But like, let's we have the reds that we cut to the uh, first fight, and yep. it is 
the Red Sands Rabaroos uh, versus the Fire Ferrets. The Red Sand Rabaroos are an all-female team. The first time we've seen that in a thing, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, yeah. And, well, the Fire Ferrets win, like, easily. Like, flawless victory, yep. almost. Also, uh, Yellow Coat Glasses Extra, once again, spotted in the crowd. <laughs> it's partially obscured. Uh, and Cora immediately tries to ask out Mako after the match. And... Like, just literally, abruptly, like, I like you, please date me. Yep, and, and he's just like, no. Mako's just like, dude, um, I, it, I don't see you that way. And so that bumps Cora out. Yep, but then, of course, right there, Bolin's there with the rebound and snags a date with Cora with Mako giving a big jelly side eye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and with that, with that, we are cut to, well... The wonderful evening together yep. at a uh, the uh, seaweed noodle eaters. seaweed noodles that's noodle what it is. and they are they are both having a wonderful time yeah it's a great date they're being very funny and having a fun time and then they see Tano, Tano of leader the of the wolf bats which, reigning champs which just for all of you who have not seen the show Tano is exactly what a poser goth would be he's got the looks <laughs> he's got some flair maybe but he's a complete total asshole rich boy looking guy who's a creep and a half he's well, I was about to say his voice actor who i found out later i was very very surprised who his voice actor was who rami malik from okay. until dawn crazy main guy really from um what was that hacker the the what was that hacking show he did uh show where he played a hacker he's yeah. been a ton of stuff also I, I, like yeah, at the I, museum I he played uh king tut so he's been he's been you know yeah the, um, really yeah he's been a ton of stuff but yeah wow. i had no idea that he was Tano the whole first time i've seen the show but yeah he's great and he just starts walks up to them and just starts mean mugging them and taunting them and of course cora and tano give like some verbal jabs yeah cora looks like, like she's about to oh. <laughs> pop him in the face and like no no and all of a sudden, uh, Korra just whistles, and Naga saves the day with a giant roar. <laughs> yeah, it just freaks him out, and he's just like, you guys suck, and he leaves. Yeah, it just leaves. Even though he's done Smell you later. The and then we have a very cute burp contest for <laughs> between Maka or between Bolin Pretty, yeah, and Korra. It's like, it's like a Shrek dating yeah, kind of thing, silly, where it's the... like, Bolin like, belches and like is like, oh no, I shouldn't. And then they both just do that. Yeah. And they're having a wonderful <laughs> time while everyone else is just yeah, like... They cut to the uh, they cut to the other people in the restaurant who are disgusted. That was an incredible gag. <laughs> uh, and it was... They, they, just had, they just had fun. They had a wonderful time. Yeah, it was really great. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then while the date's going great, Mako confronts Korra on the steps and is just like, you're just dating my brother to make me jealous. And she's just like, God, F off. And then, but then Korra has some saucy words for him, which is just oh, like, yeah. you're into me. She's just like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, what's this? You're into me? And he's like, no, I have a girlfriend. She's like, haha, you like me? Yeah, you she like was just me. like, the one of the most crazy things she was like, oh yeah, with your, with your girlfriend, you're thinking of me. And I was just like, damn, Korra, yeah, you just, mean just a sec? Drop, <laughs> dropping, dropping some truth bombs over yeah, here. Yeah, just effing up the whole team. Uh, Which, the, speaking of effing up the whole team... <laughs> the next day, the Fire Ferrets versus the Borcupines. And they are the oldest running players, and they are on a team of all old men. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, really old. Um, and so, they... They do they do the pro uh, bending, but yep. the fire ferrets are really yep. losing their things. Except Relation, for Bolin. Yeah, relationship drama is very much distracting Korra and Mako while they're bumping into each other and almost hitting each other. And and then... as, yeah, as that, all that happens, this is the first episode where you get to see a pro bending tiebreaker round. Oh yeah, not the last, but this is the first. Oh, yeah, not the last, but this is the first where um, they flip a coin and whatever color it's on. They um, that color decides which element there is going to bend for this, 
And, of course, Bolin's like, look, Mako, you usually do this, but your head's not in the game. Let me. So, both uh, both teams, Earthbenders, go on a platform that rises, and they pretty much just have a duel. Yep. Like, a regular duel. A really cool duel, just two, just those weird Earth discs. It's very, very cool. Uh, <laughs> it was great. And, of course, Bolin wins. Yep, Bolin wins for the well. team. Yeah. Um, and, of course, y- everyone's excited, except for Korra and Mako, because teen drama. Mm-hmm. And we cut to after that, where Mako just walks up to Korra, and he's like, look, yeah, I need to let you in on this. Yeah, I do really like you, Korra, but I'm with the sun right now, and then bam, Korra just jumps him and kisses him, and he kisses her back, and then we cut to Bolin. <laughs> Who is standing there yeah. watching all of this. With a and- big bouquet of flowers and uh, Pabu, and it just... Absolutely breaks down and runs off crying, and it's just like, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. And of course, Mako is like, you jerk, you kissed me. How dare you? Chases after his brother, and yeah. Korra feels even worse. Yep. We got to Bolin drowning his sorrows in bowls and bowls of noodles. <laughs> of noodles. <laughs> Getting very, very drunk on noodles, I guess, too, and the drink drink, I guess. He is out of his mind, uh, depressed, and he's just uh, hates hates my you're, yeah. you're a bad you're a bad brother. I hate you, kind of thing. In his drunken stupor off of noodles. Yep. And of course, Mako's like, "Come on, gotta go." He's like, "No." <laughs> In a horrible state of mind, the team fire ferrets versus the buzzard wasps. Ah, uh, yeah, and the buzzard wasps are known to be literally the same in age and. Uh, yeah, like everything else. Everything. Yep. So they're like evenly matched, supposed to, supposedly. Yep. But then immediately Bolin takes a rock disc to the gut and just barfs up all of his noodles. Which, by the <laughs> way, that comment was brought to you by yep. Flamio Instant Noodles. <laughs> yep. Noodliest noodles in the United Republic. Yeah, that was Sorry, I, I really, I really I'm love so that glad. announcer. I'm so, yeah, all I can think of is when, yeah, like, uh, Flamio, my good hotman, when yes. <laughs> Ang was going around, I'm like, oh, I'm curious if you actually told him about that old ass... It was a hundred years old when Aang said it to the people and nobody knew what he was saying. <laughs> so that was, you must have had something to do with that. That was great. Oh, right. Korra uh, goes all rough on the team again, which is very hilarious. And then the ref's like, hey, unnecessary roughness. She's like, I'll rough you up. Yeah, I'll rough you up. And gets the yellow fan, <laughs> which yeah. I didn't even know existed Korra's in pro bending until going, that moment. Yeah, just going ham a little bit if she's ever seen a jerk to people. So Korra's <laughs> like, guys, we can do this. And the other two are like, no, we can't. And so... As they're done with their little huddle, Mako and Bolin just get... Well, Bolin gets a really hard shoulder injury. Yep. And M- Mako gets, you know, it's like, bro, are you okay? And then just gets instantly knocked into the drink. Bolin puts up a good fight for about five seconds and yep. then gets into the drink too. As well. And then once again, it is down to Korra to solo the entire match against the other team, which she somehow manages to do once again, moving like an airbender. Right. Manages to knock out the entire other team. And after that, everyone gets along. I mean, you know, Bolin and Mako are just like, hey, are are we going to be okay? Of course we are. We're going to be brothers. Yep. And they have the the, the typical, like, roll eyes women, am I right? Yeah, but then, of course, Korra reveals that she's a healer like Katara and some of the other waterbenders. Yep, this is the first time she reveals that. Yep, and she manages to heal Bolin and telling him that, hey, we're going to be a team, we got to be focused, and we're we're all going to, we're going to win the tournament. And then... Tano. Tano's team, the Wolf Bats, walking up. in and just like, uh, you know, little little jabs here and there and yep. all that stuff. It smells like loser in here, and then mm-hmm. just yeah. Then of course they go off to their match, 
And then about a couple seconds later, they come back having won already. In a round one complete knockout that apparently makes you win the entire yeah, game. Apparently. Yeah, appa- that apparently. Yeah, they, <laughs> like, whoa. It, like, literally, there's there, there's even a moment, like, before you find out they win. Like, literally, you could time this in seconds. Yep. And, you know, Asami's like, oh, Mako, yay. And, you know, looks at Korra and she's like, hey, you did an amazing job. I've never seen that. Cora was actually going to be nice and be like, hey, thanks for, you know, sponsoring. Yeah. We couldn't have done this. And immediately gets cut with, hey, the wolf bats win the entire game. Yeah. I think the thing is with uh, the pro bending is that it's the, uh, the the light side symbolize which team won which round is who has the most, the, their team pushed back the most uh, when the time runs out. But if you get knocked off the ring, it's over. That's how it's been since the beginning of the game, I think. Has it? Yeah, if, they, uh, if the whole team gets knocked into the water, they lose and it's over. But if they have, like, one or two people over or the entire team's on the last rung, then they lose that round and it goes to the next round. But if you completely so, get so knocked you, off, So it, when the round ends and you're on the platform... Yeah, it's whoever has the most players. It's just, the it's just one point. But if everyone's off the platform on it's one over. team... Okay. Yeah, um, it's like a Quidditch when you cast a snitch. <laughs> true. Um, and the whole Tano's team, the Wolfbats winning, is literally... Where where it ends, but not before seeing the team that gets in the drink, where one of them has a helmet that has a giant hole in it. Oh yeah, you're like, well, how the hell that happened? Yeah, and that's and the end of that episode. Now, this episode we've heard a lot of the other animals and stuff in Avatar, like the Ravaroos and the porcupines and the buzzard wasps, which we've we've seen all of those animals in uh, original yes, series. Yes, we ha- w- yes we have. So every time I heard that, I'm like. Wow, this is interesting. Yeah, except for the full, I guess, so yeah, Bob is a fire fair. But I was saying, yeah. which one is, you, you've seen the original series, what's your favorite original, or the weird uh, animals? Uh, honestly, I don't think, I, I don't think it was any of the ones that were mentioned in the, uh, it, it mentioned in the actual, like, teams. Yep. But my favorite, obviously, is Flying Lemur Monkey, because Momo. Yeah, Momo's pretty Yeah, great. Momo's pretty great. I'll say like uh, it's gonna come up in the next episode, but the um, Tiger Dillo, or is that an earlier? Yeah, ti- um, I think it was an earlier one because the next episode. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. But yeah, yeah the Tiger Dillo, were one of the, the episode where he made that zoo and the Tiger Dillo was just like yes, rolling around, rolling like, around. It's like oh, it's so. Yeah, that was that was one of my favorite. Episodes. <laughs> yeah, really cool. It's really great. <laughs> also, the buzzard wasps from that episode with uh, Appa being kidnapped by the sandbenders. Yes, those things. and the uh, cactus juice. That that whole episode was really fantastic. <laughs> it's the quenchiest. <laughs> uh, but speaking of all of these crazy animals, yep. time to go into the last episode, episode, episode six. six, and the winner is dot dot dot. The last time is about Amon and Pro Bending. What could they possibly have to do with each other? What could they? So we start off after that with the fire ferrets training hard, More training. and and all of them having nice little like newspaper clips of each of the members. Oh yeah. So they're like, yeah, we're feeling great. This is going to be an amazing. Gets cut off by another radio hack by Amon. Yes, saying, but before that radio hack, did you catch the name of the corporation that's uh, responsible for a lot of tech? Uh, it was like Cabbage Cab- Corp. Cabbage Corp. Yes. Well, yeah. Which, which you know. Well, you'll, uh, we'll you'll find say. out. We'll, we'll find <laughs> out. But that really excited me when I heard yeah. just that's Cabbage Corp. Like that's the last time you're gonna hear that. But yeah, Amon once again hacks the radio and says, "Don't have a tournament." going to destroy I'm going to terrorist attack it. He, no, all he says is, is, don't have a tournament or there will be consequences. Yep. Stephen and, Bloom, everyone. Of course, and cut to the Tenzin at the console saying, we're going to shut down the championship. Which is surprising. This is going to be surprising because Korra's like, hey, Tarlock, you should be all up for this. And Tarlock's like, 
Actually, I agree with Tenzin. Yeah, I'm not gonna, yeah, just so you can have some dumb game. Yeah, yeah just uh, some dumb game. And of course, they have this feel about, this is a livelihood. This is, makes everyone, you know, come together, bending and non-bending. And Tarlock's like, nope, it's already unanimous. So, Court is a... Uh, and before he gets the gavel down, you see Lynn decides to break the gavel. And she's like, look, I'm surprised here that I'm saying this, but the Avatar's right. I, I can expect this from Tenzin, but all of you guys, <laughs> get a backbone. Stop being stop being pansies about this. And, of course, as Tenzin's, you know, defending the case, Tarlock in Tarlock manner is like, now, yep. now. Backs down very easily to Lynn. <laughs> yeah. Now, now. Let's, uh, let's see what she has to say. She gives her case, and he's like, okay, hey, I'm changing my vote. Anyone else? And, of course, everyone but Tenzin. Yep, we see that the police are going to offer extra security at the establishment, which is a very typical thing to do. And they because, find out that their armor is immune to the chi blockers. Chi blo well, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It's metal. It's metal, yes. Um, so, you know, there's all of that. And, of course, Tenzin's like, hey, look, um, why, why are you doing this? You know Tarlock's playing you. And Lin's like, look... We kind of we, we kind of need this to happen, you know that? And so Tenzin's like, okay, let me be there for the Avatar. And Lin just storms off like, whatever, yeah, walks away. And <laughs> Korra's like, what is her deal? Tenzin's like, yeah, she was, she was kind of like this all the time since we were kids. And, um, she, you know, she, she's just a little bit hard to handle. Korra asks the big question, what did Aang do to her? And Tenzin reveals that yeah. it wasn't him, yeah, it she, was Aang, me. Yep, Aang and her got along great. She's kind of pissed at me, and then... Korra puts two and two together instantly yep. that Lin was the girl that Pema homewrecked. Yep, and uh, now I can finally say that, yeah, I've hated Pema this entire series. <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, I, don't, yeah, I agree. I don't, no, don't want to affect your opinion, but like, yeah, when I originally, way, way, way back, when I found that out, I was like... I was so pissed, and I did not like. I hated Pema's character for the rest of the series yeah. just because of that, and the way she stated like, "Oh, like we'd be with the wrong hey. woman." I'm just like, "Oh, come on, that's that's yeah. the Avatar's son and one of the Avatar's best friends' daughter." Yeah, and, yeah, and, 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 let, and let me be honest with you, I feel the same way because. Lin, Lin and Tenzin, that would have made for something better. But no, it had to be Rando Pema yeah. and, and you know, Avatar's son. I gotta check if there's a comic or something regarding that, because I'd love to see them younger, but when you see all the other kids, it's, like, way yeah, cooler. It, but they're like, the perfect opposites for yeah, each other. and then you find that Lin did try to arrest Pema, which I thought was hilarious. No, 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 no. <laughs> tried to arrest uh, Tenzin. Yeah, because no, no, because he's like, hey, I'm surprised. He, I, I'm surprised she didn't try to arrest you. And Tenzin goes, oh, she tried. I thought she said to Pemba, but yeah. Either, just, either way, she tried to arrest someone. Yeah, of course she would. <laughs> and of course, and of course, you know, Tenzin gets all flustered about it. Why am I talking to you? Yeah, he storms <laughs> off. He was beginning a very earnest story, and then is immediately like, hey, why am I telling you this guy out of here? <laughs> yeah. Um, to Amon with uh, Lance Henriksen, henchman guy, and they're once again saying they're going to do the championship, and Amon's like, good. Good. As they're loading trucks. Yeah, what could it possibly be? And then we cut to uh, we cut to the actual stadium mm -hmm. where the entire police force is doing a sweep. Yep. Tenzin walks up and you know he's like, "Have you done this? Have you done this?" Lin's like, "Let me do my job, yeah, will ya? Shut up." And Tenzin's like, "Okay, look, I, you and I are gonna be kind of working together. Can we just work together, kind of like the old times?" And Lynn softens up, you know, saying, okay, I won't be as abrasive kind of thing. Yep. Which, you know, it's, it's kind of a cute moment, actually. It's very, very cute. Yeah. yeah. They're great. And now, 
the most important thing, it's championship <laughs> yep, time. Yep, it's the night of the tournament, and we see the fire tournament. Fair, the tournament, <laughs> and we see the fire ferrets fan club who will be just popping up in the audience, <laughs> cosplaying yeah, as the team. <laughs> cosplaying as the team, with someone in the core outfit and stuff like that, and it's amazing. It's like, yeah, here are the fire ferrets. Oh, they got their new future industries yep, outfits, looking all good and stuff, mm-hmm. and then, you know. In typical fashion, they have a little mediocre pep show with the Pabu, Pabu doing cute tricks, tricks and stuff. To a hole. <laughs> and then you have the wolf bats. Yep. Remember when I told you that Tano is a poser goth? This really screams it because they're all dressed in bat outfits with like goth capes and stuff. <laughs> and stuff like that. With pyrotechnics and all that stuff yeah, and all like that. It's, uh, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Well... Let's let's just say that everything starts off wonderfully for the first two seconds yep. of this fight because uh, because Tano starts off with an illegal move. Yep, immediately they start. He, they, what was the first thing that happened? I know all oh, the other. He, he he tried to literally like do water boxing. Yeah, he tried to use his fist, yeah. which is like, yeah, and it was a face shot, which is illegal too. Mm-hmm. Then and immediately after that, they have the bit where they do icing the gym. Icing the gym. Um, using one of the discs on yeah, the uh, enemy the side. Yeah, something outside yeah. of their side. And even you know, like this is blatant. Like anyone could see this. Like we're talking. Even the announcer himself is like, "Dude, what are these guys doing? What are the refs doing?" And which you find out that apparently the refs got paid off somehow. Yeah, of course, because he like they take the earthbender, takes uh, one of the discs, breaks it up, and with the waterbender, Tano puts it inside the water, and they shoot it at, directly at all of their heads. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and round two. Round two is the best round because. I was going to say, uh, after that, Mako and Bolin get knocked into the water after right. that. For, after the water thing, after the face thing. Yeah, oh yeah, after the face thing, instantly. Korra gets hit in the chest, but she's still in. Mm-hmm. But And uh, round two is the best round ever, because round two ends in a tiebreaker. Korra, the waterbender, says, come on, Tano, let's go, let's do this. Yep. And Tano's like, oh yeah, yeah. I got this. <laughs> and the platform rises. And Tano's like, oh yeah, come on, make your move. Water bends to the side, he dodges, and instantly, water, right underneath his chin, <laughs> falls off. Literally, it, like, it does that in slow motion, yeah, and goes back, and it. shows you shows you that it, this literally took two seconds. Yeah, it was incredible. Like, the rewind thing was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness, it was great. I, it was so satisfying just to see Korra finally give him a taste of his medicine just like yeah "Yeah, what now um one to one the game keeps going and of course the cheating ass wolf bats win because why not and of course i had i had to put this in my notes but famous last words of anyone in any show Tano's like, oh yeah, look at me. And he goes, anyone else want to scrap with the champs? (laughs) Immediately after that, things go down. Yeah, of course. Like, it's a crazy scene with all the equalists just masking up and pulling out weapons in a very serious, very freaky looking, like weird terrorist attack looking scene. Oh yeah. It was intense. I was like, whoa, Yeah, yeah, it was was crazy. And of course, they have like these strange gloves that literally electrocute. Oh yeah, and they just start taking out all of the cops all around the thing. It is insane. Yeah, Tenz and Lin go down. But... What I don't understand is why they attacked the announcer. That was hilarious. That was the, that was the best <laughs> wait, wait, thing in the show. One of them is in the booth with me. One of them has those glove devices, He's and I am currently wait, he is currently and I am currently wetting my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then from the from the from the center, 
you see Amon and some of his like higher henchmen mm-hmm. in there. And of course the Chiba uh, Tano in Tano's sense is like, okay, fine, let's do this. Get their butts handed to him. And Amon just walks up. Yep. Tano is scared. Yeah, they're freaking out, and it's an incredibly scary scene once again. <laughs> yeah, and of course, Amon takes their bending away and just yep. push them into the drink. Yeah, once again, they're knocked out from it. They, Cora and team, are tied up underneath the uh, the uh, board right now. Which then, ha- yeah, which Cora has even more flashbacks. Yep, once again. But then we, oh yeah, the famous scene again. We see Toph. And we see uh, the mystery man a lot more. We see adult Aang a lot more in the flashback. Mm-hmm. And eventually they are released by Pabu. When Amon's making a very cool speech about how these people were supposed to be the best and how like they were very easily defeated. How with this new device you have the power of a cheap blocker in your hand. And that for too long they were in the shadows. Now they have enough numbers to actually you know rise up and not be a secret society anymore mm-hmm. and then we see pa- bolin talking to pabu with clicks and barks and just manages to tell convince him to bike the thing up he manages to release them and he says pabu's not a one-trick poodle pony and i'm just like i want to see what that is a poodle? <laughs> yeah i do want to see that too but because you haven't seen that before Cora, that was amazing Cora, it, it you know goes after aman because why not she goes the be- she goes the bend like up with all this water swirling around her and it wasn't enough because she starts falling down again yep. when all of a sudden Lynn grabs her with one of the wires and just flings her yeah, up i was going to say also before that the um aman's group after they like get their huge blimp out they blow up the stadium oh yeah yep, was, yep. Like, blow up the stadium that that is very important as well yep. and all the police blimps are also destroyed outside so mm-hmm. just to blow all them out of the air and yeah lynn rescues her as they try to catch aman's blimp on the way out which by the way coolest moment in this episode where lynn and cora actually fight alongside each other yeah but the, like the cool scene where uh cora shoots a huge fire blast into the blimp which like knocks out all the other blockers aman completely ignores yeah, it, it jumps off completely his... ignore ignores like a badass just like meh whatever yeah jumps on the platform looks back closes the gates like whatever guys and then you get which what i think is actually one of the cooler fight scenes because it's on top of glass oh yeah that, that, I, I find that to be really awesome. Like Lin, cool Lin and Cora are like fighting more equalists, yeah. including uh, Lance Henriksen. Yeah, <laughs> and um, they're doing well. You know, Lin's just trying to get up, yeah. trying to get to Amon, but you know, is being a badass with her little wire whip thingies. The metal whips, yeah, yeah, the metal whips, and just keeps Fighting going. Him, yeah. Finally, gets up there. Cora beats Lance. <laughs> we're, we're just gonna call him Lance. Lance Henriksen. Yeah, um, yeah we, beats, beats Lance. Throws him off the building. Um, for a cheap blocker, that's not good. Yeah, um, no. and the glass just breaks. Lynn, you know, being Lynn, like has to make a choice, but instantly goes to save yep, Cora. Saves Cora as opposed to just going after Amon. And they managed to rescue Cora just in time. And uh, they, one thing I was worried about, or not worried about, but thinking about was why didn't the, the, either Cora or Lynn bend the glass? That's Cora, Cora can't do that yet. She's it's not sand. In yeah, but here's the thing. She's probably not that advanced yet. Yeah. Because all she is is and also, and, but I'll say regarding like it's probably also probably equally as hard as metal bending is. Well, that too, but also <laughs> the fact that Lynn focused heavily as growing up yeah, as you'll a find metal bender. So yeah, oh probably, no, you'll you'll uh, you'll find out when you find more like about their backstory. Like yeah, like metal benders, they tend to not do normal earth bending very often. Right. Yeah. Like, so yeah. so I mean. If glass bending is one of the step or sand bending, then yeah, maybe she could have. Yeah. But, um, but after all of that saving and stuff, oh, yeah. Tenzin 
drops the big bomb because they're like, oh, you know, we, we lost this round and everything. And Tenzin drops the biggest bomb ever. Republic City is at, <laughs> at war. war. Episode end. Yep, and that is an intense ending for a very, very great episode. And <sighs> I was going to say, uh, we haven't stated earlier, but since it's four episodes into the podcast now, what our plan and our structure is going to be is that we are going to follow one animated series for the entirety of its season. Once we get to the end, we're going to go to another series. Eventually, we will circle back and do the following seasons of that first show, but it'll probably be a while. And we are very, very excited to go further into Korra and oh my goodness, and all yes. that we're currently doing. Especially me, because this is my first, as I've yeah. already stated, this is my first time watching Korra. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, I like, wanted to get your thoughts so far on the uh, specifics of the <sighs> show. What do you think about the characters everything, and the story? Everything just gets better. I mean, sometimes with shows, you have, like, moments where it gets good and then it kind of drops down and then it gets good again. Aside from all this teen drama stuff, like, especially <laughs> with uh, the whole Spirit of Competition episode... Everything just gets better. Everything is getting really good. Yeah, you have your fun moments. You have your dark moments. Amon is still becoming a really good villain. Oh, yeah. Um, Korra is still best character <laughs> in this thing. Bolin is still best boy. Yeah, I was about to say, because like, uh, you haven't even gotten to actually know Asami yet. Not yet. Or, all, yeah. all, all I know is, is that she's a really rich girl who... I don't know. Right now, with me and Asami... I feel like she's got some really bad intentions right well, now. Who knows? I, yeah, I don't know, but she's she just seems like there's. She looks like a villain. She, she really does. She does look like a villain, and she kind of acts that. like one too. But she's only been nice and weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's been very, very but, smooth, but very, very uh, nice. Just the fact that they're bringing in, uh, the like taking away bending is important. I'm just. Uh, I'm concerned that they haven't brought up a certain kind of bending yet, but I'm I'm not gonna talk about that yet, because I, it may come up, it may not. I don't know. Well, let me. Well, what do you like? Just give Blood me a also say a thing. Uh, well, that was a well, that was a that, very it, situational it, thing. <laughs> it, it was, but it still was very important, especially how Cor uh, not Korica. Katara Katara learned it, and it actually became important because they, that's how they established when it can happen and why you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Well, why you shouldn't do it, well, it's obvious. It, well, 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 right, well, right, but also the fact that you can do it. Yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel like knowing, like, um, if Amon's going to be, in my opinion, the season one villain, I feel like that's all he is, is like the season mm. one villain. I don't know. But I feel like there's going to be some people who are going to do that. Who knows? This, uh, this series is great. People are crazy, and it's just... Oh, just, my goodness. There's so, much, just... there's so much really cool... Well, there could be a lot of really cool bending stuff you've never seen before in this series. Oh, probably. That. And like I said, I could go on for hours, but let's not do that. Yeah. It's, oh, my it's goodness. It's really fantastic, and I'm glad you're enjoying the show. It's one of my favorites. So... Uh, so, um, so you're still plugless? Yeah, I'm still plugless <laughs> right I, now. I will go for my Twitter, Matthew Lewis P, because podcasts couldn't fit. Matthew Lewis Podcasts at YouTube. Matthew Lewis Podcasts on Patreon. Uh, follow my other podcast, The Forgotten Minotaur King, which is just a narrative, pretty much audiobook that I'm reading. <laughs> and we will keep you see you guys next time. Yep, keep it sleazy. Keeps it sleazy.